The Angels have pitching. Today on Locked on Angels, we're debunking the narrative that the Angels are pitching starved, and we're going to share three ways that the Halos can change the narrative. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked on Angels. You are Locked on Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's show's uh, dedicated to Buster Olney. Uh, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Every show is free and available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. Thanks to those that have. If you haven't, do that right after you listen to the show or watch the show. And if you are watching the show on YouTube, let us know that you're here with a like, a comment, and make sure that you're subscribed to the show. And don't forget to click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Thank you for being here with us for this very important conversation here on Locked on Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Mike, are the Angels starving for pitching? Well, you and I don't think that that's true, but that seems to be the narrative surrounding the Halos. And as lifelong fans of this team, we know when we've been pitching starved. Yes. And the last two (laughs) years have shown that we are not. The prospects in the minor leagues have shown that we are not, and so it's time for us to talk about the narrative around the Halos and that they don't have pitching. Every time they make a move, there's always inevitably somebody in the comments who says, what are they doing? They need pitching, yada, da 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 and they have no idea that the offense was actually the problem right. in 2022, Right. and if, if last year is any indication, according to that offense, they're not struggling in the starting pitching category, they're struggling in the offensive category, but if you look at the major leagues and the minor leagues, you're going to see a lot of talent up and down the Angel system when it comes to pitching. So we're going to start by talking about the starters in the major leagues. Let me give you some stats here. I love stats. And for those who uh, don't pay attention to the Angels or don't realize the pitching that we have on hand, and for Locked On Angels listeners and viewers like you, this is what you need to say to them. When you see those comments about the Angels not having pitching. Yes, these are your your talking points. Yes. Here we go. The Angels were sixth in baseball in starting pitcher war last season. They were. The team ERA, 3.79, which was good for ninth in baseball. And that's including the bullpen. Now let's talk about the starter ERA. Starters had an ERA of 3.79. 0.67 good for sixth in baseball and the angels were seventh in baseball in era plus there you go facts my friend facts Facts. (laughs) johnny's laying it down for us johnny i want to talk about my favorite pitcher on the angels right now and that is reed detmers i have been Mm -hmm. a reed detmers fan before he was even called up and i was calling for his call up because there was something about him that i just enjoyed watching and i and i thought maybe he's that guy that we can rely on gonna be a really great piece on our team And he ended up becoming that last season. Now, here's what happened in the first half. His first 12 starts, he was got an ERA of 4.66. And he had a FIP, 
which is uh, a way that they actually measure what a pitcher can control, strikeouts, unintentional walks, hit by pitches, home runs. Fielding fielding independent pitching, meaning it's pitching independent of how the fielders perform behind you. Yes. Right. So this, it, it, it removes everything that happens after the ball is in play outside of home runs. So for example, if a pitcher uh, has surrendered uh, a high average on balls in play, a FIP will actually be probably lower than his ERA. Balls in play are not a part of this equation. So his FIP, which is really important, was 5.37. Now we know that he threw a no-hitter. We watched the video of you reacting to that no-hitter. That was a fun (laughs) moment, right? And he actually wasn't bad, but there was a moment where they did send him down to the minor leagues. Mm -hmm. When they sent him down, he actually worked with Buddy Carlisle, and Buddy Mm -hmm. actually really set him up well, didn't he, John? He did, yeah. He helped him improve on that slider and help recognize some things that were part of of Reed Detmer's issues in the majors, and as soon as he came back, good grief, man, he was like a new person when he came back to the majors. Listen to this. He came back on July 8th, and he pitched to a 3.04 ERA, wow. 78 strikeouts in 71 innings over his last 13 outings. Now remember, he had a 5.37 FIP, yep. which was higher than his 4.66 ERA. So fortunately, the defense picked him up behind him. Now listen to this. He finished the season with a 3.79 FIP. So he pitched much better after he came back from the minor leagues. Yeah. Now, here's why we're sharing this. This is really just to prove a point. The Halos have young pitchers like mm-hmm. Reed Detmers who are not potentially good. And if you're watching mm. on YouTube, I'm, I'm doing air quotes. If you're not watching, I'm doing air quotes. Potentially <laughs> good. These guys are good performers, John, and they are developing and they are learning. And Detmers and his story this last season is just one example of what's mm-hmm. happening in the Angels organization. Another example, John, is the guy that you're rooting for, Patrick Sandoval. You've been a Patrick Sandoval fan ever since he came over in a trade, and you've been cheering him on since the beginning of his Angel career. I have been a Patrick Sandoval truther since day one because I really <laughs> liked what he brought to the mound. And listen to his stats in 2022. He pitched to a 2.91 ERA, started 27 games, 148 and a two-thirds innings pitched, 151 strikeouts, and a 1.339 whip. He had a 3.5 war. Now, here's wow. the problem, Mike. A 6-9 and nine record. Yeah. Six wins, nine losses. Obviously, he pitched much better than his win and loss record would indicate. And that's on the responsibility and the shoulders yes. of the offense who didn't come through this season because how many times did Patrick Sandoval leave a game down one to nothing, right? right? He gave up one run through his start and, and nobody could pick him up. Nobody could get the win for him. Nobody could hold that win for him. A lot of his wins went out the window when the bullpen came in. And so Patrick Sandoval is a much better starter than a win loss record would indicate. Yeah. And he uh, is certainly pegged to be part of this rotation in 2023, a big part of this rotation. Yeah, I just I just want to make a really quick point about about Sandoval. First of all, the guy, we, we would give him a bit grief. I, mean, I would give him grief about like making sure that he doesn't <laughs> lose his cool. I can understand why mm-hmm. he was losing his cool when he's leaving yeah. games one nothing. The other point that I want to make is that the conversation outside of Angel fandom 
is that these stats that you read off earlier, the, the great stats about being ninth in baseball and, and team ERA, starter ERA, mm-hmm. sixth in baseball, right? We had the sixth best war for starting pitchers. Many people are saying, well, that's because you have Shohei Otani on your team. Hmm. Those two examples that we just gave, Reed and Patrick, are two of many examples that prove that it isn't just Shohei. Shohei's fantastic. Yeah. Shohei's a unicorn. He is extraordinary. And he does actually help this team in incredible, incredible ways. Mm-hmm. But it's not just Shohei. There are other guys on this team that are pitching in in really significant moments and are pitching mm-hmm. in really, really great ways. Like they're actually becoming really great pitchers. And Reed and Patrick are just two examples of the fact that the Angels are not starting pitcher starved, John. Yeah. And if you're just saying, if you're a casual, fan who's saying it's all because of Otani. It's just more evidence that you aren't paying attention to the Angels. Patrick Sandoval, three and a half war in his starts this season. He's got a career war of six. So that tells you just how good he was in 2022 because his total career war is just 6.0. So he gained three and a half this season. And again, if you're if you're not paying attention, yeah, you might think that's all because of Shohei Otani and the way he goes out there and dominates on the mound, but the supporting cast around him, Patrick Sandoval, Reed Detmers, even Jose Suarez, who started to come around toward the end of the season, really contributed to this team. And with the addition of Tyler Anderson in the rotation, that's going to make us so much better. In conclusion, this is not a starting pitcher-starved team when it comes to to the major league team of our Halos. Coming up on Locked on Angels, we're going to share three things that the Angels need to do to change this pitching-starved narrative. But first, Locked on Angels is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball, soccer to esports. They've got you covered at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, and we know that you do because you're here with us, you can find some of those at BetOnline.net online as well. They talk all about betting and they help you really understand how to actually win, which is why they exist. And they're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. We want to thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And for your second listen today, you got to check out Locked On Sports today. The games that matter the most, the biggest stories in sports. You can go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. You'll be the talk of the town because you'll know everything you need to know in the sports world, and you'll be able to impress your friends that way too. Locked on Sports Today is available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Johnny, are the Angels starting pitcher starved? Well, we just proved in segment one that on the major league level, they are not. Let's talk about the minor leagues because the Mm -hmm. Angels actually had a really successful minor league season. And speaking of some of those minor league pitchers, we, we do have to talk about how We have gotten rid of four of those pitchers in some of the Mm -hmm. trades that we've made over the last couple of weeks. But these guys that we've traded, can I just be very clear? And I know that you know this, Johnny, but I'm going to be very clear with everybody. The guys that we have gotten rid of in these trades are not the guys that you want in 
the playoffs in key mm. games in mm-hmm. really significant moments. These are not the guys that you're going to rely on. These are not the Reed mm-hmm. Detmers, the Patrick Sandovals. They're not the Shohei Otanis at a very young age. The guys we've mm-hmm. gotten rid of, they, they've got a lot of potential. There's that word. Mm-hmm. But they haven't really performed. And so when people say, oh, these pitching starved angels are giving away all their pitchers, listen, we have we have given away the asparagus to the meal. We haven't given away the steak or the potatoes. Hey, I like, like asparagus. I know you do. It's disgusting. <laughs> we gave away the broccoli. We gave away the things that you don't eat, but you feel like you have to. We kept the things that are actually How really good. How are you good. skinnier than me when you're talking <laughs> like that? That's not fair. God's blessing. All right, so here's the thing. That's the point, is that these guys that we've gotten rid of are not are not the main guys. They're not going no. to be the ones that develop into really successful pitchers, at least for us. We haven't seen that. And John, the other key thing is 16 of our top 30 prospects in the Angels organization right now mm-hmm. are pitchers, John. That's right. And one of them is Chase Silseth. So talk about Chase and what he did in the minor leagues last year. It's it's almost like we drafted 20 pitchers and signed 19 of them <laughs> a year ago. It's weird how that's suddenly impacting That would have been a brilliant move by the GM to do that. system. That's strange. <laughs> Mike, we know that Chase Silseth was in the majors this season, and he looked good in his appearances. It was kind of the third time around the order that he struggled and getting deep into games was where he struggled. But here are his minor league numbers with the double a trash pandas seven and Oh, a 2.28 ERA in 15 starts. He had 83 innings pitched 110 K's. And I love this a 0.95 whip. That's 95% of a human being, right? So missing (laughs) a finger or something. He's got great numbers in double A, and he could certainly make an impact in the majors. We ha- cannot forget that he was drafted last year and right. was the first one from the 2021 draft to come up to the majors. So he was fast tracked and he got a spot start and had a few more of those throughout the season just to test the waters, just to see if he could succeed. And obviously, there's things to work on, but as far as his double A numbers, he is phenomenal, and it makes sense because he was drafted just a year ago. So the fact that he's thriving in the minor leagues means that he will have a bright future in the majors. Now, talk about Kai Bush, who is our number four prospect in the Angel system. This is the guy that we've talked about a lot. So when Chase Silseth actually came up, I think you and I both went, oh, wait, what? And and we were kind yeah. of interested in that we we talked to Lindsey Crosby who does uh, locked on MLB prospects about this mm-hmm. and he says Kai is fantastic the reason why he hasn't been called up yet is because he's tall and lanky think Randy Johnson ish like really tall and so because he's coming over the top with his windup like it, it he has to work on that to be consistent mm. so that he can be consistent in the strike zone so they're giving him a bit mm-hmm. more time but he's the number four ranked prospect because he's good so he was seven and four with a three six seven ERA, 21 starts, 103 innings pitched, 101 Ks, and Johnny, he had a low whip, 1.18, which means Mm -hmm. that he's working on his control, he's working Mm -hmm. on spotting his pitches in the zone, he's working on change-ups and and the speed between his fastball and his change-up, and again, he has to work on his wind-up because being tall 
it's hard to be consistent that way. And so to give him more time to marinate, to cook in the minor leagues, I think is is really brilliant on the Angels' part. I just said brilliant and Angels in the same sentence. You you heard me correctly. <laughs> <laughs> look, the fact that we were able to trade some of the fringe pitchers, and look, Jansen Junk is going to be a stud. I, I truly believe that. And I think in the, the trade that sent him to the Brewers, the Brewers have got guys like Corbin Burns yeah. for a reason. Yeah. They know what they're doing. And Jansen Junk's slider is going to be a devastating pitch. I guarantee that. However, he's not going to help the major league club right now. Right. And he's somebody we got for Andrew Heaney last season. And yeah, he gave us a couple of starts. But really, I think the bread and butter is who we have in double A, even down to single A. There's some good starters there as well. But let's take an, a moment to consider some of the other names that yep. excite Angel fans in the system. Number one pick in 2021, Sam Bachman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had some back issues this season, but the guy can throw hard. The guy could be a reliever on the major league club. They could even bring him up this season, and I think that he would do well right. as a reliever. However, they've been working him out as a starter in the minor leagues. Mike, there's there's other names that we're excited about as well. Jake Madden is another name. Landon Marceau is, is a third mm-hmm. name. Both of them are starters. The only guy that's really full-time in the bullpen right now is Ben Joyce, and he's throwing mm-hmm. triple digits when he throws, and we're actually going to talk about him later this week when we talk about the bullpen, but mm-hmm. Ben is actually one of those guys that gets us really excited. Think like the hype that Francisco Rodriguez brought when he was first called mm-hmm. up. There's a hype around Ben Joyce. He kind of reminds me a bit of Troy Percival. Again, we'll talk about Mm -hmm. him later on this week. But Landon Marceau and Jake Madden are two guys that are actually really impressive in their development. And they kind of are going along the same lines as a Kai Bush and a Chase Silseth. And here's what's exciting about talking about these starting pitchers, John, in the minor leagues. I can't remember the last time that we did have this much excitement about minor <laughs> league starters because you and I have been following the Angels for a while. So there was there was a, a time when I was watching when it was Langston, Finley, and Abbott, and those were the guys that would keep us in the game. There's one season where they all had, I think, at least 16 wins. It might have been the 1990 mm-hmm. or 91 season, and we finished, I think, 81 and 81. And so the, the offense didn't back them up that season. Then there was a gap in the 90s where we weren't really great, and then we made it to the 2000s, and that's when the Washburns showed up, and we traded for Mm -hmm. Kevin Apier, right? But it was the early 2000s to the mid-2000s when we really saw a lot of development from pitchers, and then all the way... till probably about 2012, 2013, and even in the 2014 season, we haven't really seen those starters come out after that. But John, talk about some of the names that showed up in that 2000 to about maybe 2012, 2014 time. Yeah, Jeff Fletcher of the OC Register is doing a three-part series on where the Angels have gone wrong in terms of development and the farm system and why that's been such an issue over the last 20 years. And one thing is international signings yep. and international drafting and scouting. Irvin Santana, Ramon Ortiz are two pitchers who were the result of that. And the Angels did not invest internationally in the last 15 years or so. And that really bit them because yep. those two, Irvin Santana, Ramon Ortiz, big pitching prospects, obviously Jared Weaver, ding, there's your reference. There it is. He <laughs> obviously is one of the best pitchers we've ever had, and he came up through the system. Joe Saunders, you mentioned. Um, 
as recently as Garrett Richards and Matt Shoemaker. Matt Shoemaker came in in 2014 and single-handedly saved the season because we were short on starting pitching. Garrett Richards had a ton of potential. He had that knee injury that cost him and never really was quite the same after that. And by the time that he was recovered, he was already on his way out of the Angels system. And so those are kind of the last time we've seen uh, good pitching prospects come from the minor leagues. I know some have helped us along the way. I can think of Nick Tropiano yeah. or uh, Parker Bridwell. A lot of people liked him when he was on the team. The, the thing is, though, it's been a while since we've had this much potential in the organization, in the minor leagues. There are a lot of arms to be excited about. Yes, we're talking about starting pitching in the minors, and we are going to talk about some of the relief pitching in the minors later on this week, but... This is not a team that is starting pitching starved in the minor league system. And obviously, we saw that demonstrated with the AA Trash Pandas this past season. All right, so are the Angels starting pitcher starved? Segment one, we gave you some points, some talking points, some proof. The answer is no. In segment two, we answered the question about the minor leagues. Are they starting pitcher starved in the minor leagues? The answer is no. So how can the Angels change this narrative? How can they help their fans and also help their casual fans understand that they they don't need to sign 17 starters this offseason to be good <laughs> because they've got a really great core of pitchers mm-hmm. in the major leagues and in the minor leagues. So Johnny, we have three thoughts and we might actually add maybe like 3.5. There might be an extra thought in there. Right. But we have three thoughts on how the Angels can actually flip the script and change the narrative. Why don't you give us the first one? Yeah, the Angels need to continue to put up similar numbers to what they did last year in the majors so in 2023 these starters need to come out and do just as well as they did if not better than last year and if you paid attention to the halos especially over the last two years you've seen the progress that these pitchers have made I think of Patrick Sandoval and his near no hitter against the twins in 2021 he built upon that this season Reed Detmers came up late August as a starting pitcher against Oakland and had a few starts before he got hurt. Didn't look so great in 2021. Then he comes out, throws a no-hitter. Then he gets sent down, comes back, makes tons of progress. I think of Jose Suarez, who couldn't stand that guy coming out of the bullpen (laughs) or starting. And the reason why, Mike, he was 20 years old when he Right, he was like seven when they brought him up. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) He was so young. And he was a young and inexperienced arm. However, that's an international signee. So is Jaime Berea. Those guys have helped out the team. They're they're not the frontline starters. They're not the superstars. But they're the guys who get you through the game and give you a ton of innings. And Jose Suarez has improved big time in this last season. The big question mark is, can he get through the order a third time or a fourth time? Which we've seen him do. We've seen him pitch a complete game against the Texas Rangers in the past. And all that to say, we have seen these guys develop. We've seen them put up good numbers in 2022. I think there's only up to go from here. And that's what these starters need to do in 2023. What else can the Angels do to flip 
the script. I think the second thing they need to do is continue to draft and develop pitchers in the minor leagues. Mm. And I'm talking mm-hmm. about drafting well. And not just the college draft. I'm talking about the international draft. And mm-hmm. one thing I loved about uh, Fletcher's report was that Jerry Depoto actually admitted that he failed. And so I was really thankful for that. <laughs> yeah, he said I failed. And it was really in the area of backfilling the team. What they, what mm. he said they, they were doing for the last few years is they were just pulling from every other team to try to make this a winning organization. Yeah. And he says you can't win that way. It's not sustainable. You have to backfill as you bring people up. And when you look at our angels in the minor leagues, and you mentioned even just in single A, there's a lot of really great players down there. Mm-hmm. And and that's why we were able to make some of the trades that we were able to make. I mean, if here's the thing. If we're pitching starved, then why are the Brewers trading away their best hitter from last year? I know they're trying to save money. I know there's a narrative around that. But we gave them three of our pitchers. And if we're pitcher yeah. starved, then they wouldn't have said yes to that trade. Buster only even said, well, that's the narrative with GMs around the league. Well, according to what Milwaukee did and and what Minnesota did, that's not necessarily the case because we didn't give them our best arms and they said yes to it. So we need to continue to develop these pitchers, draft well and develop them well. What Buddy Carlisle did for Reed Detmers last year needs to be something that the Angels are able to do at every single level so that they don't Mm -hmm. have to send somebody down to learn something, that they actually can focus on that particular issue where they're at in that moment so that they can get better in their next start so I think the second thing that they can do to flip the script is to draft well not just uh, with college pitchers but also internationally and then develop those pitchers in the minor leagues building off of that you see the the hiring of like Bill Hazel from driveline Mm -hmm, who mm -hmm. is going to be the assistant pitching coach that's going to make a huge step forward in terms of analytics and data and helping these pitchers get better and to be consistent. And that is a huge part of developing young pitchers is having the information, the know-how, and the knowledge to help you get there. Last thing, Mike, they got to win. They got to win. They have to win. Yeah. The pitchers can't go out there, give you their heart and soul on the mound only for the offense to squander and not take the lead or have a bullpen guy come in and give up the lead. Patrick Sandoval should not be six and nine right. in twenty twenty two. He should be yeah. twelve and six if, right. if, if I had my way, right? <laughs> You're right. Yeah. That should not happen. He's got a two point nine one ERA, and ERA is not even the best way to measure how good a pitcher does on the mound. Because right. we've seen the issues behind him in the field this past season, and we've seen his frustration with some defensive issues in the outfield, like with Joe Adele, that happened. Yeah. But these Halos have to go out there and win. And I think they've added some significant bats to the lineup to help take the lead, keep the lead, hold the lead, do whatever they need to do to win games. And that's exactly what the Angels have to do to flip the script. And they'll do that by winning and giving their pitchers, their starting pitchers, the win and guaranteeing that every time they go out, they have the starting pitchers back. They're going to give them the run support that they need. And hopefully the moves that we made in the offseason are going to be able to do that for our Halos. Well, thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. They share some of the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and of course the take of the day. They're available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We hope this dive into the starting pitching in the majors and the minors will help you have some uh, 
some uh, ammunition for the arguments that happen around <laughs> Talking social points. media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. And you can follow us on social media at Locked On Angels on Twitter and, of course, at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? We're going to take a look at the bullpen because with all this starter talk and all of these trades, the bullpen is actually something that we need to address. And so we're going to look mm-hmm. at how it's taking shape and what moves we can make so that we have a solid bullpen in 2023. That's tomorrow on Locked on Angels. We hope you'll come back and join us for that conversation. Looking forward to it. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.